Welcome back to today's episode of the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast. I'm your host, Jess Wong, and I like to talk about science and science-based tools, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that follow button on Spotify so you never miss a single podcast episode. Today, we are going to be talking about adaptive thermogenesis. So, fat loss is a challenging feat for many people, and as it may sound like a simple act of controlling your caloric balance to create an energy deficit, it doesn't always work out this way. There are many factors at play, and one of them is due to the phenomenon called adaptive thermogenesis. So adaptive thermogenesis is a term used to describe how your body's metabolism responds to a caloric restriction. Your human body is a system, right? And your body's goal to maintain homeostasis, to have a stable environment where it has enough energy to do the many energy requiring tasks that it needs to do, your body gets really adaptive then and responsive and it will react to changes in energy balance by either speeding up your metabolism or slowing things down when you don't consume enough calories. The idea behind this concept is that when you lose weight, your body adjusts by slowing down your metabolism to conserve energy and leptin levels are disrupted. Leptin is often referred to as the satiation hormone and this inhibits hunger and regulates energy balance over time. Adaptive thermogenesis is a hugely researched subject in the field of sports science and nutritional biochemistry. When you lose weight, you also lose muscle mass and this will reduce your energy needs and also reduce your metabolism slightly. It's nice to know that our body has us at its best interest where it will literally self-regulate in an efficient way but this can get in the way of many people during a fat loss journey. Adaptive thermogenesis helps explain why fat loss plateaus are so common because once you've reduced your caloric intake for a period of time, adaptive thermogenesis kicks in and slows your metabolism down. It's different for everybody, of course, as some people's bodies are much more efficient than others, making it even harder for some people to lose weight at all after a plateau. There is research that a very efficient metabolic adaptation partially explains why people with obesity have challenges losing weight and also maintaining the weight once it's lost. And an average of a whooping 80% of people regain the weight that they lost and often add more. Weight loss is a dynamic process with its ups and downs and reaching a fat loss plateau is how your body responds to a caloric restriction over time. Plateaus are from the decrease of energy expenditure that occurs during weight loss that will attenuate over time, which leads to a point beyond which no further weight loss seems to be possible. In fact, in a study published in the journal Metabolism by Hinitz et al. in 2020, early adaptive thermogenesis, and as early as the first week of a daily caloric restriction, can be a determinant of the amount of weight loss after six weeks of caloric restriction in their study with overweight subjects. So what's the biochemistry behind this, right? So it's all about the hormones that control your appetite, such as leptin, insulin, and thyroid hormones, as well as stress hormones such as cortisol, norepinephrine, and epinephrine. These are all the tools that your body leverages 
in order to conserve energy when it's needed. And this also explains yo-yo dieting, as it is a cycle of losing weight and regaining back. And some studies even show that a single cycle of weight loss and weight gain significantly slows down the resting metabolic rate because of adaptive thermogenesis. Many folks fall victim to weight cycling by going in and out of keto, doing some extreme cleansing, going on and off paleo every few weeks, and the list can go on. As a general rule, most people need at least a minimum of 1,200 calories per day to feed their everyday movement, metabolism, and bodily mechanisms, and those who are more active usually need more. A diet with too few calories may not only hinder your weight loss efforts, but it can also make it difficult to meet your daily micronutrient needs and have an overall negative impact on your health. Now that we know about this, what can we do about it? Unfortunately, there's very little research about how to prevent adaptive thermogenesis, and it's not quite clear what factors make one person more likely to have a significant metabolic slowdown than another person. One thing you can do, though, is to avoid weight cycling as it appears to be a major contributor to adaptive thermogenesis. Meaning if you try to lose weight by aggressively reducing your calorie intake all at once, your body is more likely to slow down your metabolism due to, due to avoiding starvation, right? It has all these feedback loops in order to protect us for our best interests, even though we have different goals. If you are on a journey of being in a caloric deficit for a period of time, it's helpful to keep your caloric deficit reasonable, such as cutting 20 to 25% of the calories you need for maintenance. Research suggests that using the smallest caloric deficit possible still allows you to lose fat while avoiding a metabolic slowdown. Refeed days. These are really popular in this sector where people will intentionally increase their caloric intake once a week close to their maintenance to increase their leptin levels and increase their metabolic rate through adaptive thermogenesis. I'm not so sure what the scientific literature says about this, but refeed days are definitely a, a popular thing in this sector. What's the bottom line? Bottom line is that adaptive thermogenesis does not make weight loss easier, and extreme dieting and yo-yo dieting can even make it worse. Remember, in fat loss, slow and steady wins the race when it comes to sustaining your results so that's all i have for you today i'm going to leave you in the same with the same message i lead you in every single one of our dear heart and the brain podcast episodes keep that brain sharp keep that heart healthy and go dominate thank you so much for your time and attention and above all thank you for your interest in science